Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey guys, so this week's 1% Better is in the 864 vein and it is with Hollywood actress Roseanne Arquette. Yes, the Roseanne Arquette from the very famous Arquette acting family. Very lucky to connect with her last year through a funny circumstance and I may, may tell that more deeply at another point but I couldn't believe my luck I said I was going to definitely make the most of this one and not cut it short so it has and did go well over the 15 minute mark but I'm sure you won't mind that again last year a very popular episode if you listen to it maybe listen to it again you'll get something new out of it and for those of you the many of you that didn't hear this one the first time around I hope you really enjoy it and that is pretty much it. Back next week with a full 1% better new release. But uh, this one was too good not to put back out. So enjoy. As always, please do let me know if you're enjoying this show, the the new repurposing of 864 and any of the stuff that I'm doing. Without you guys helping me share this, I uh, probably wouldn't be doing it. Okay, enjoy. Good luck. This is the 864 Podcast from Rob of the Green, providing you with some insights, ideas, and actionable takeaways in just 864 seconds or 1% of your day with the explicit goal of making you get a little better, even if it's just 1%. Here's your host, Rob O'Donohue. Let's do this. I'm talking with and delighted to introduce Rosanna Arquette from Hollywood this morning. Rosanna, good morning in uh, Hollywood. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning from Hollywood. That sounds so funny. I never, I never think of myself. But actually, yes, I guess I, I'm. A, I live in this crazy community, but they, people call Hollywood. Hollywood, and it's not that glamorous. Let's say, let let me tell you. <laughs> well, one of the things I promised you before we started, and I suppose my podcast is around, um, you know, values and around the person. So we're going to talk about you more than the Hollywood extravaganza that's going on there. And the first question I'd like to ask, and it just came up for me about 20 minutes ago. I was just looking through Twitter and I noticed you posted that it's your, your mum's anniversary today. 20, 21 years ago, she passed away. Yes. You, you mentioned about this was the values or, or what she taught you. Could you talk to me about some of the, the values that she taught you growing up and that you've developed over the years and that you, I suppose, live by? Well, I mean, you know, I, one of the things I can also start off with is that when I was four years old and we lived in New York City, I was born in New York, uh, she would take me on the subway to um, a school um, in Harlem, and it was an all-black uh, nursery school. She wanted to integrate it, and um, and I was the only... <laughs> I was the only white child in all black nursery school. So right there, then and there, it was just like, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. You know, you love your fellow man, no matter what color their skin is. That was instilled in us from the very beginning. So I have really strong memories of, of, of that in my, my spirit and my soul. I was, um, always went into, um, I, I was always in, um, in schools that were diverse and, uh, and, you know, my mom, if she looked upon anything with disgust and disdain, was um, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I started making my own money and having money, and we all, you know, were successful in our own right. But it was like, I just, she, she 
kind of, you know, had a real hard time with that, which is a big struggle for me because it was like, wait, is it not okay to make a living? Is it not okay to be successful? You know, I, I do give a lot and, you know, just even I'm having a problem right now. Um, you know, you give so much and then it's not enough for anybody. You know, sometimes it feels like people are, you know, wanting more and they, they think because you have it, but you know, we all have our own bills to pay and, it may look like good on the outside, but you still have, you know, like schools and mm. many, many, many things. But um, the, the the values that she instilled in us were, you know, loving your fellow man and taking care of other people. And and I think if you're going to have a platform as a, you know, an actor that people know, it was really important that, you know, we do the right thing and all of us do in our own ways, every one of us. Um, Patricia, in her own Oscar speech, you know, talked about gender equality and being paid, you know, the same as a, as a man. And, and she did that in her Oscar speech, which was uh, galvanized, you know, was already something that was a conversation that's been talked about for years. But to have that kind of billion people watching in that moment was really powerful. And it, it sparked a conversation to come to the forefront again, which was really important. So I think my mother is always, she she instilled that. I mean, I, we marched when I was a kid, and I've told this story often, but with Martin Luther King, and that was, you know, I got to meet him, and I was in the back of a truck with him, and it was an anti-war march that my mother was one of the organizers of. But if she was alive now, which is what I wrote on Twitter, she'd be, you know, resisting, organizing, and uh, registering everybody to vote, because what we're seeing in America right now is quite frightening. We've never been here. And there's the basic decency, the values of this country and what it was built upon are being attacked every minute of every day. And in, and as much as you get sick of like, you know, reading your Twitter feed and seeing what's going on, you know, to stay connected and see, you know, it's almost like he wants to saturate everybody so that you get bored and tired and turn off from it. I'm about to go away. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a lot going on and I have to leave town, but, uh, and I won't be able to get to my Twitter as, I, as usual. And I feel kind of like, Ooh, am I going to be in touch? Am I going to be okay with uh, the people that I keep in touch with only on Twitter? Um, some people like, you know, there's a man named Lance who works very hard for the Flint crisis in the water um, in Flint, Michigan, which is just toxic and filled with lead. And, you know, kids are getting very, everybody's getting very, very ill from it. And it's been like that for almost four years. And, they're not doing anything about it. And so I keep in touch with him a lot, um, trying to help him raise awareness. I mean, it's in other cities too, but they've particularly really been slammed hard and they have no clean water. It's horrendous. Oh, obviously I can see from here in Ireland on Twitter all the time as well, the the constant barrage of of, uh, news or or information that's coming out. How do you, how do you stay positive? How do you deal with that negativity out there? So that's a really, a really important question, because what was, what starts to happen is that we're like we're all in a constant collective consciousness of fear and and um, negativity, and it's a spiral, and it is an energy, and it's a strong, powerful energy, and it, a vortex that spins you out of control. And I have been brought into actually a huge anxious anxiety depression from it all Mm. and I've had to like I have had to really work hard like wake up in the morning and be grateful to what I like to consider God a lot of people don't want to say God but whatever to me is the highest form of love 
which is a, the love energy God to me, mm-hmm. and and just really stay in gratitude, which is like if you're in gratitude, you can't be in fear. And really, you know, even if it's just writing it in front of you, like the gratitude list of what you're grateful for, and even if it's just to be able to open your eyes and breathe <laughs> and start there, whatever it is that is you're grateful for, and some days feels like, you know, gosh, I, I give up. But um, to be able to just stay in gratitude is really important. But look, it, you're, you're keeping going, and that's that's the most important thing. We we keep going and we have to just keep you know i really do believe in the in the um ba- in in democracy which they're trying to dismantle in this country and i think voting and getting these kids the thing that gives the the what i'm inspired by right now are these young people the parkland students who watched their cho- their great friends before they were graduating all be slaughtered and um and in their grief and in their despair and in their trauma they galvanized a movement uh, that is so powerful and so important. And uh, for me, they're our future, and they inspire me every day. And they're getting people to vote, and they are the future of America. And so um, I'm, I'm inspired by their energy. Where do you see, you know, I didn't want to, not necessarily bringing this into politics, but, but it's gone there, so talk about what is the solution, or where, where do you see this coming to a positive outcome or what needs to happen do you think well what, what, what's happening like what, for instance the parkland students the gra- there's so many grassroots movements that mm. are happening and the awareness and but you know like when you have a president who's you know is is just lying about everything and then then has supporters that saying that we are lying about everything and going attacking the you know the brilliant press that are exposing the truth every day or even the Republican who's a Mueller who is happens to be a Republican and all everything that he's working on um, by exposing the the darkness and the lies and the twisted things. I mean, I think it goes so deep, and um, we're just seeing the beginning of this. Is just the beginning a needle in a haystack of of the corruption that we're about to you know. That's going to come up. I do believe that there. I do believe that good will always, will always. Um, we shall overcome good will versus evil, and goodness will win. We will win this. We will. There are too many. There are much more good people. There are many more good people than there are evil. We. That's what I'm going to stick with right now. Um, as much as there are so many dark, horrible people out there. Um, I'm going to focus on the good, and I do believe that we shall overcome. Very good. In the world we're in now, who are the positive influences that you you draw upon that that gives you that strength and you know that helps you look forward? The youth, the young, the young people who are actually you know they're the future of America. I mean, we have to we have to uh, we have to support them because they are they are the future. They they have the energy. They are out there. They're out there on a tour right now registering people to vote which Mm. is so important and hopefully we'll get back to that's a whole other conversation about the voting you know and the the computers that got tampered with and the corruption that's happened but anyway oh it goes on and on we can just go on and on about these things but these are things that really matter to me i know i have a television show that's out and I, you know it's hard to talk about you know your career when yeah it just seems so kind of inauthentic and in in a lot of ways but 
Like everybody's like, you got to post your show. You know, why are you posting all this political stuff? It's like, ugh, just so embarrassed to do that. But okay, you do it. Okay, watch my show. Ugh. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think I, I was thinking about the interview beforehand, and I generally like to dive into real tangible real life stuff and that talk about the the maybe as you said less so important at the end but it is important it seems like you're in a career perspective you're probably very very busy now things are are going in a in a good direction for you would that be fair to say I mean I mean it's I've always worked I mean I've had uh, did I have huge uh, road bumps um you know I am one of the women that came out against Harvey Weinstein sure. in the beginning and we you know we this this story really um brought the Toronto Burke's Me Too movement up to the forefront and, and then the time's up and they all kind of, you know, built mm. the, uh, the momentum based on uh, women coming out and telling the truth. And it was really daring and really scary and it's really hard to do that. And, um, and you know, and what Ronan expo- exposed, Ronan Farrow exposed is, you know, the spying, which continues, mm. and the um, and the sabotage and all of that you know, continues to happen here and there. I mean, I, I have, yeah, I have a career, but I don't have an agent. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I do my thing. I have a good attorney and a manager and keep going and I get work around the world. Thank God I don't have to, um, rely just on Hollywood or else I'd really be in trouble. Um, I can work, um, in other places in the world and I actually prefer to Mm. just love, love nothing more to get a job and work in Ireland. Oh, like (laughs) you never know who's listening. I love it there. <laughs> you might get over. Just on the Harvey Weinstein, I'm not going to protract questions around that, but when that came out, you know, knowing you've had a secret for so long, how did you feel once it came out? Was it a weight off? Did it did, did it open up a Pandora's box of pain or how did that? It work? opened a, a, a lot of, what it did was the beautiful part, the positive part was that women across the world um, reached out that were not were silent and scared and their fear and traumatized for so many years that they had to hold on to these secrets and then they were able in some way it gave them permission to be able to tell their stories mm. and because of that we've all you know it's I feel like we're in it's, it's, I've said this but it's like we're holding hands across the world as in a sisterhood of support and watching the women you know I was not raped by Harvey but I was you know, assaulted in a way that, <clears throat> you know, he's, he, it was creepy mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and my sure. career was severely damaged and as much as he, you know, likes to deny anything happened, but oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. And, um, but the women that were physically harmed and raped and, you know, still continue to be bullied and told that they're liars and they're crazy. Um, I stand behind them, and it's really important that I, I, for me that they get justice, and I hope they do. And then um, there's things that I can do later, um, but I, I'm, I'm not making it about me. I'm just really about supporting them right now so that they get their justice, and, and then we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll go to jail, and but I'm not banking on it because money talks, and God knows um most people have bought their way out of these things and he so far has been able to buy his way out of a lot. Mm, 
well, let's hope justice gets served, certainly there. Yeah. I'm just conscious of the time and I want to be respectful to you. Just a couple of quick ones. A phrase or a cliche that you kind of live by, is there something that you always say that you really believe in? Anything come up for you there? Well, in the back of my car is a bumper sticker. I have two signs that are going on, the March for Our Lives, which is a big sign that I carried, and the March for Our Lives, which is against gun violence. And that is in the window, you know, you see it at as we drive on, on the window ledge of my car. Sure. And on the back is a bumper sticker that says, no human being is illegal. Mm. Very good. And that is what I believe. Very good. A book that you would recommend that's had a massive impact on you. I like to share book recommendations. Oh, you know, I really, I'm really loving the Mary Beard. And I've just, I, I mean, I've, I've already read it, but I've kind of been carrying it around with me because it's a small book. It's Women in Power. It's a manifesto by Mary Beard. And um, it's, I just keep reading it over and over, you know, some of her things in here. It's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got so many books. I'm going, I'm going finally going to take a little rest. So um, here's what's beside me right now. Um, Mothers, it's an essay on love and cruelty by Jacqueline Rose. And um, I'm reading that I love these guys, the Duplass Brothers. Like brothers Mark Duplass and Jay Duplass, they're they're in the business and they're really interesting guys. And um, I've got Eve Babbitt's Sex and Rage. I decided to reread that. And I have a roomy a uh, roomy book next to me. Okay. Um, I've got a lot of political things I've been reading. This is a a book that I think is really important. Um, oh, hold on, I have to. Yeah, take your time. It's healing from hate, mm. and it's how young men get into in and out of violent extremism, and it's by Michael Kimmel. Oh, okay. That is really, yeah. Some some good and then, ones. Do I just have like any fun books or anything? Um, and just like it's hilarious all the books that are around me right now. I mean, I've, my whole bookcase is filled with. I've got uh, witches, sluts, and feminists. <laughs> Very good. This is turning into a book a book show, so keep going. It's all right. Charlie, huh? Keep going. It's con- conjuring the sex positive is what's going on. You know, I just have many, many, um, many books around me. Here, here's Out of Out of Your Mind by Alan Watts. I mean, it's it's now starting like things are piling up here. Um, you know, okay. I, I'll go to the bookstore and then go. Okay, I'm going to read this, and then you know, then I've got going on vacation and stuff to take. I got I just got like the memoir by Francois Hardy. Um, this is despair monkeys. So yeah, and then but there's all all these women here that um that sent me their books mm. about their trauma. Sure, like uh, uh, Caitlin. Oh, that's actually how we connected. Uh, was through Madeleine Black, who's um who yes. wrote a book. Oh, that's and, what, and she she yes. just she reached out to me to say thank you for you know making the connection and and certainly for your support uh, all, all the way through. So. So yeah, she. I think she sent sent you a copy as well. Okay, well she's one. She's wonderful. And then there's this lovely girl from the UK, Caitlin Spencer, mm. and she has a book called "Please Let Me Go," which I've um, I'm really trying to. It's a, it's a horrific, her horrific story of a true story of the hands of sex traffickers. Um, her that, that oh. happened to her. Winnie Lee, um, Winnie M. Lee, Dark Chapter. So I've gotten all these women have sent me their books and they're really powerful and different sure. stories and oh, it just goes on and on and on. I'll get it. it. I think it all leads to the what's happened to the porn industry. It's gotten so dark and twisted and awful, and um, where you know young young boys are just on porn sites all day long, and and mm. by the time they're you know 
they're like 14, and by the time they're 17, they can't get an erection anymore. Now, that's just, is this okay to say in, oh, yeah, no, on, this a, is, on a podcast this, this in, is fine. in, in, a, in, in a, Ireland? I'm sorry. There's all, all people listen to this. I think it's okay. But, but that's what's happening, and they've done all these studies. And then, so what happens? They resort to violence. We're mm. seeing a rise in, in rapes, you know, in, in, especially in colleges. And it's it's all connected. Sure. And you know, it's, it's like we're just, we got to bring the light. It's just getting dark in every area. And, you know, we're uh, for me, these children that are locked up and caged and, you know, what they're finding, and they are going to find, and they are finding, I mean, they're being sold into sex trafficking. That's what's happening. And the, the, where are they? They're gone. Mm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And 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 do they want to? Nobody wants to deal with that. But if you really look and do the history of the president of the United States, the history of you know his his beauty pageants and his casinos, what do you think was going on there? It's a whole industry. What is what is Putin's like? I mean, what is his work? What what are the things that they do so well? They've got, don't they have like a huge industry in, 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 in sex, sex trafficking in Russia? I mean, it's all, there's something so dark in this. It's one of the biggest money makers in the world. Mm. It used to be weapons and drugs, and now it's becoming the sex industry. Well, I think by you sharing the, those stories from those ladies that are sending you the books and, and tweeting about it, it's, 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 it's raising the awareness, you know, it's, it's having a positive impact and getting those stories out there and hopefully, you know, ultimately making a, a difference, I, I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, you know, I told you, well, I had like 300,000 followers and then, you know, um, two days before the show came out, uh, mm. oh, they just disappeared. Um, and, uh, so that was really interesting. It's like, not that I care about the follower thing, but it w- what I care about is getting information out there to people. Sure, sure. So that's, that's, what's really important. You know, mm. it's not about like following me. It's just, but getting information out to a lot of people. And it's just, yeah. that was so kind of bizarre. And you know, the Twitter thing, it was like a Twitter cleanup, but it only seemed to really affect a few people that I know. And, mm. um, and I certainly didn't have 300,000 bots. Sure, of course not. It's madness. Yeah, I, I did I did notice it. And I think I was reading around the time over the last few weeks of, of X amount being, you know, wiped from, from so many accounts. Like, um, yeah, look, it's, yeah. it's probably a timing thing. Just I do want to wrap up on, on, on just giving you, your show a shout out. I think it's important that, you know, we talk a little bit about it. It's called Sideswiped. It's, it was YouTube. It, all the episodes released at the same time? So it's YouTube originals. They, they've, you know, YouTube has their own um, programming. You know, like they're yeah. doing a, their own network now sure. of shows and stuff, and they have quite a, n- a nice audience. And so you, if you have YouTube, you get YouTube Prime, and that mm-hmm. gives you YouTube originals, which also has an amazing music station. Sure. And there's a show called Sideswiped, and it's about the dating app world. Here we are, and I'm the mom of this 35 <laughs> year old woman who is figuring out what what happened to her life. I had her when I was 18 and my husband dies and I move in with her and and I never got to have fun or play or do anything. So she also goes in the dating app world and we have a lot of fun guest stars. We have uh, Rick Springfield came on and Mm -hmm. he plays himself. I think you were going on a date with with him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I saw that piece. All right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun for laughter and stuff. You know, I'm, um, I, I, I I like it. It's fun. It's fun to do comedy. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you know, it is. It's a. It's a light comedic. You know, a little racy sometimes. A show that um, 
is what it is. And yeah. uh, happy to be, you know, I like working. Sure. Um, sometimes I see, I see, you know, I, I don't know if you have the show Succession over there <laughs> with Sorry. Brian Cox. I have a movie that's coming out with Brian Cox who I, you know, I love so much. It's one of the most... It's a complete masterpiece. Okay. I wish I w- I'd love to be in a show like that also. <laughs> right. That's a serious... I mean, wow. I mean, it's just... never seen anything like it. It's so good. Okay. Oh. And what, what is, is that on Netflix? Is it... Is it um, no, it's on it? HBO. HBO, okay. It's really good. We probably have it over and, um, here as well, yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's extraordinary. Okay. Um, just the acting of everybody in it is just brilliant. There's just not one false, bad performance okay. of anybody. Um, and that's really great. So yeah, you know, it's fun to work and, uh, to be an actress and I'll continue to work. Um, um, Jim Sheridan is over there. He made one of my favorite movies ever in America. It's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it over and over and over. I love that movie so much. And I love him as a director and that would be a dream. Get to work with somebody like him one day. Mm. I might just ask one movie question uh, and it's not going to be about Madonna so don't worry about that and it's maybe even moving from a an actor into becoming a director and a producer how did you find that transition or was there any I suppose, takeaways or skills that you really had to learn or develop very quickly in, in that kind of shift well I did documentaries um, two documentaries but what I did love is the editing process because you could you know even I just asked the questions and then the film you know it was all in the editing and, mm. and putting you know the story together which was amazing and fun and I really did love doing that I do have a feature that I want to direct and um, I feel really confident about that I'm, I definitely know actors and want to um, work with them I have such wonderful actors that I admire that are great friends of mine and one day I would love to be able to do like Laura Dern um, who's one of my dear friends and mm. Melanie Griffith and like just fun, great, wonderful, talented actors that are out there. Ben Mendelsohn and, um, you know, Lola Kirk. I mean, I'd love, these are all people that I'd love to work with someday. Cool. Well, look, you've been really, really good with your time. I think we've gone over 10 minutes, but I wasn't going to stop this one uh, for, for anything and, uh, happy to chat for, for ages. But, um, Rosanna, it was so nice to talk to you. I really appreciate nice it. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, I thank hope. you so much. And sorry, I'm rambling away. <laughs> the rambling <laughs> is in my. In, I'm very ADD, as you can tell, and uh, that's the deal. So uh, I just go where my mind <laughs> takes that, me sometimes, and uh, maybe as long as it takes me on a good road, we're good. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I was more than happy to be sitting back listening to to all all of that. Uh, it was it was great to hear hear what's going on for you, and um, I hope everything goes in the positive and and upward trajectory. I hope you enjoy your vacation. Are you going anywhere nice? Yeah, I'm not going to say it out loud, but yeah, but okay. I'll be, you know, I'll I'll be out your way. So. Oh, really? Okay, okay, very <laughs> yeah. good. I mean, not Ireland, but you know, I'll be around the UK and yeah. Okay, cool. Like well, yeah, safe great. safe travels. Have a, a nice restful time, and um, uh, yeah, it was great, great chatting with you. I look forward to sharing this with uh, with your 50,000 Twitter followers and the 300,000 bots that are probably <laughs> li- listening somewhere. <laughs> that went to, from 350,000 to, to, yeah, but that's okay. That's it all right. Is, it is, it's all good. And, you know, at the end of the day, what does it, re- does it really mean? Uh, just just keep going and being yourself and exactly all that stuff. That's the key thing. how just, much it really does matter. <laughs> just keep going and be yourself. And, and as we started off with those kind of core values you took from, you know, from your mom, uh, maybe just keep those in, in mind. Yes. Brilliant. All right, Rosanna, have a great Monday. Have a great week. Thanks again so much. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Good luck. Bye-bye. 
So this is the outro of the podcast, guys. You got to the end, and that is great. Please hang in here for another couple of minutes. I know most people won't, but maybe there's something here of interest. So check this out. First off, thanks so much for listening to this one, as well as maybe the hundred or so that's gone before it. Why not check them out if you haven't already? There's lots of good stuff in there. The whole podcasting journey for me has been a huge learning, and I'm trying to help you guys learn and improve as well. So much has changed over the last few years since I started it. I've really realized lots of the goals that I put out there and then realized so many unexpected benefits as well. And I think anytime you take on action towards a goal, you're going to pick up lots of things that you didn't expect along the way. And hopefully they're good things. In this particular episode, was there any one or two things that jumped out? Maybe you could take a pen and paper out right now because this is something that you might think of during the episode but never do. Do it now. Take it out. Write down a goal that you're going to set yourself as a result of something you learned from this episode. Put a plan in place and then work towards it. Applying yourself deliberately over time. Take ownership. Build a habit. Improve. Get 1% better. Share accountability with somebody you know in a buddy system and learn and grow and improve. That's what it's all about. That's my hopefully inspirational piece done other areas to note check out the website robofthegreen.ie you can consume everything there for free there is obviously the podcast there's video one minute monday clips there's articles uh, not enough but i'd like to put more there if you're interested in putting one there let me know and there's a get better at page which i'm starting to add new content to over time there's a feedback page if you want to email me rob at rob of the instead but it's all about trying to engage you and get you to a place of improvement so i'm open to feedback as i said ways you can help me is by following me on the socials at rob of the is the website or at rob of the green on all the social platforms subscribe to the podcast on any of the apps that you might listen to it on talk about it tell a friend about it tell your family members about it share some of the ideas not only to your friends but to me is there anything i can improve upon sign up to the newsletter that's there as well i'm experimenting again with a group called slack rob of the green on slack this is really for a shared accountability environment and sharing ideas you can sign up to that on the website as well all of this is obviously all free but there is also an option where you could subscribe to my patreon site and make a small donation for the content that we do it's there it's totally up to you everything that is coming in through that or could come in through that will go into making the podcast better so to close i am always trying to improve and get better change is difficult i know that but it's all about taking the first step learning something applying yourself moving forward you can do this i've been able to improve pushing myself outside the comfort zone learning and i think if i can do it so can you don't overreach don't set yourself unrealistic goals one percent at a time is enough but it's all about starting and that will bring you on your pursuit of betterness to a great place. Thanks for sticking to the very end. Talk to you next time and take care. Good luck.